All right, so we continue uh, our conversation on the talking point. As always, Lionel Makokotlela is in studio. We're talking consumer matters. Lionel, good morning to you. Good morning, Auskathy, and good morning to the listeners. And today we're going to be focusing on insurance, Lionel. Certainly, yeah. We are going to be uh, focusing on insurance since uh, December is just upon us, and um, people need to be uh, ultra careful and also be on point mm. with regard to their um, policies okay. or insurances. Well, let's not waste any further time and get straight into it. Okay. So basically what an insurance is, it's basically where you buy protection against unexpected losses. In a nutshell, it's basically where you manage your risks. So uh, today we are actually going to focus on the 10 common um, um, uh, reasons as to why insurers uh, reject claims uh, when people actually claim uh, for, for, for insurance. Uh, the first one is basically where premiums are, are not up to date. But uh, insofar as the uh, legislation is concerned pertaining to premiums, if you have not actually be, uh, paid up your premiums up to date, you've got 15 uh, days uh, leave period where the insurer can actually uh, touch base with you just to inform you via text or email to inform you that your uh, premiums are not up to date as opposed to the old method where they could actually just cancel uh, your 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 policy without actually keeping it up to date. So then the second one is basically non-disclosure or mater uh, material misrepresentation. So you find this quite a lot where people um, don't actually uh, disclose all the illnesses that they tend to have. For example, if you are suffering from epilepsy and you are driving and you didn't actually disclose this to your uh, insurer, your insurer to, to an extent they can actually um, reject your claim when you are actually trying to claim for uh, for, for for insurance in that regard so it's always very important to ensure that you disclose some of this information from the word go so that uh, they don't try to say you didn't actually uh, you misrepresented uh, your facts or your illnesses uh, from the initial stages what do you find are often the insurance products that we need to be taking up that we don't take up because we think no, I can I can afford to get by without this insurance. Uh, the very the very best the best one that I uh, well I can't say the best but I think it's a it's, it's good it's best in the sense that it covers everything would be comprehensive uh, car insurance in this regard. Mm -hmm. So what comprehensive does it basically uh, covers uh, for uh, write offs. But then uh, most people tend to go for third party cover which does not actually cover for write offs. So you need to always be mindful of that. But equally important people need to make it a point that uh, they go out there and find information for themselves so that they actually choose an insurance that would actually uh, go hand in hand with their uh, lifestyle equally important with regard to their budget in terms of how much they're willing to pay on a monthly basis but um, the other one that uh, most of the time tends to happen especially during December where people tend to give um, their cars to people who do not have uh, licenses or in some cases when you are visiting at home and you left your keys and somebody takes your car without your permission um, that is uh, commonly uh, the one that uh, tends to take place during December drunken driving as well as unlicensed uh, drivers actually driving in, uh, an, an insured car insurance uh, companies will not actually cover that uh, when they actually discover that somebody was driving the car without a driver's license or illegally uh, in a way mm -hmm. so it's upon the uh, insurance holder to ensure that they always protect their uh, assets as best as they know how what do you find are often the pitfalls that 
um, await people, especially when it comes to claiming for insurance? What what do you think people need to be aware of? They need to basically be aware of uh, their um, the roadworthiness of the vehicle. Uh, you first need to know um, that the car uh, is actually roadworthy. The disc of the car is actually uh, up to date. Secondly, if then there were any uh, material uh, damages to the vehicle that could have actually caused, um, uh, could actually lead to it causing an accident, those are actually taken care of. Fourthly, you always need to make sure that you you drive within the speed limit. Fifthly, you always need to make it upon that you do not drive recklessly mm-hmm. and uh, don't drive under the influence of alcohol. Uh, because most of the time uh, you'd find that people tend to drive under the influence of alcohol and once they actually get into an accident, they tend to think they can cheat the system by actually trying to say somebody was actually driving who was sober at the time. Mm-hmm. But then what insurers tend to do is that they actually uh, have investigators who would actually try to go and map out then the incident where it has taken place and try to even go as far as going to the places that you've gone to. For example, if you've been to a restaurant, they would actually try to see if then you have been drinking. And in the event that you have been drinking, they might actually try to uh, dismiss your claim without actually paying for it. So you always need to be extra careful in terms of how you actually present the information to your insurer versus then the facts that you actually do present. Mm-hmm. They always have to be 100% correct mm-hmm. so that tomorrow they don't have actually have a leeway to simply say that you lied to us and as a result, therefore, we're not actually going to uh, pay out your claim. Oh, on the issue of, of car insurance, one of our listeners is raising something uh, very important and this listener says, Hi, Kathy. I think the South African car insurance uh, companies are treating young people very unfairly. Uh, we pay way too much for car insurance. And, uh, you know, often the issue of premiums I- yes. is a big challenge when it comes to accessing insurance. Yes. What do people need to do um, to try and ensure that they're getting the best rates alongside the best cover for the insurance that they're taking up? Okay, the reason why the insurers would charge young people a high premium is simply because young people are actually their highest highest risk of claimers when it comes to insurance in terms of them driving. They drive a lot. Secondly, in most cases, they go out partying and they go outing uh, in terms of going to restaurants and they come back late and they, 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 they high, the likelihood of actually accidents happening are quite high in that regard. Then the third uh, part would simply be um, the experience that you actually have uh, in terms of driving. That is what uh, insurers would actually look into. So if you've, got, uh, you've been driving for the longest time, you'd find that the, your premium are actually more cheaper versus some Somebody who's actually just now starting to drive because the likelihood of these of, of somebody actually causing an accident as a new driver are higher than somebody who has actually have uh, who have had experience. Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the uh, factors that would actually um, uh, affect your premium in in so far as your monthly uh, payment as, uh, is concerned. Then the other one, it's simply just. Um, you know, young free um, birds tend to live uh, on the wild side, <laughs> sorry to say, but that also uh, plays a critical role when it comes to uh, insurance uh, and so forth. I, I love that young free birds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they tend to live on the wild side. Yes. Uh, the, the, there is an issue of the small print, yes. Lionel, and people being able to pay close attention 
to the terms and conditions of what it is that they are signing up for. And oftentimes, especially when it comes to um, the renewal of insurance policies, if you're just kind of agreeing to those renewals and not paying attention to the details, you might find that the things that you were previously covered for um, you're not covered for under those renewals. You're very much correct. So the most important thing our listeners need to pay attention to is to read the fine prints, know and understand the terms and conditions of your policy, including items such as access, exclusions, and whether other drivers are covered. It's very important to actually understand that. Be honest and be upfront. Do not withhold any information to insurer. Be honest about previous accidents, who will be driving your car, if your car will be used for business purposes. Keep your very well maintained keep it up to date uh, with service and maintenance just so that uh, insurance companies don't actually utilize that as a one way of trying to really reject your claim and have a record of those uh, to show uh, to your insurer in so far as going to um, your um, um, uh, garage where you actually service your uh, your vehicle make sure that you keep records of everything if then they do stamp your uh, service record i mean your service book make sure that it, uh, that it's actually up to date drive responsibly any reckless behavior that that leads to an accident could be seen uh, to your, uh, uh, your claim to be uh, rejected and stick to your promises. For example, if your vehicle is going to be lo uh, in a lockup garage, make sure that you actually keep it in a lockup garage. If then the, uh, the car gets to be stolen whilst it's not actually inside a lockup garage, mm -hmm. your insurer would actually say, unfortunately, you did not stick to the terms and conditions that you have actually agreed to, to lock up your, uh, your vehicle. And as a result, that could actually have a negative impact in terms of your claims. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, what you're saying is so true, because often um, the challenges that people have with getting their claims p paid out is that um, <laughs> it seems sometimes that the insurance companies are, all, are also trying to do everything possible to not pay out that claim. So they find each and every loophole yes. that they can. No, they certainly do that. But I mean, traditionally what uh, insurance companies are for are meant to actually um, recruit as many people as possible and pay out as little as possible. So they will always try to find a way to make it upon that they reject a claim. But if in the event that you feel that uh, the rejection or the, the rejection of your claim is un, um, unjustifiable, you always have a recourse to actually uh, approach the ombuds uh, insofar as uh, the, uh, the the claim uh, that you are actually having an, um, an objection on. Mm. And those would actually come uh, to the fourth insofar as actually um, acting as mediator between yourself as well as the insurance company that you're with. And you'd find that they actually are very helpful in terms of actually resolving some of these issues without actually having to go to the courts because that actually tends to be very expensive and it can also take uh, a long time uh, to be resolved. And if you feel that you have been done wrong or your claim hasn't been handled appropriately, are there any uh, mechanisms, recourse mechanisms that are available? Certainly. Um, for for example, short-term insurance, you can actually uh, go to the short-term uh, um, um, ombuds for short-term insurance on www.osti.com 
www.osti.co.za. That's uh, www.osti.co.za. This uh, would be for your motor insurance, homeowners um, insurance, insofar as the building itself, household insurance in terms of the contents of what is it that you could uh, have inside the house, uh, cell phone insurance, travel insurance, disability insurance, credit protection. That basically would fall under the short-term insurance ombud. So that's where you would actually take the matter to in the event that you actually have a problem. Mm -hmm. But in the event that you've got the long-term, um, there's also ombuds for long-term insurance. This would be for big life-changing events such as retirement, income protection, disability cover, death and funeral covers, and life policies. They actually are available on www.ombud.com as in ombud.co.za, you can actually get uh, all the that information there on their website. And they actually uh, work uh, out to be very proactive in terms of uh, making sure that um, they try to resolve matters as soon mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. But equally important, what our listeners have to keep in mind is simply that you need to make sure that you liaise with your insurer before the ombuds can actually come uh, to the table to assist you. If you do not do that, they will actually take, tell you to go back and try to resolve the matter with the insurer. Until the time where you and the insurer are not uh, meeting, uh, then that's when they would actually come on board to actually try and resolve the matter. So in the, the important thing then is to be able to keep a paper trail Certainly. of the engagements that you're having with the insurance company so that you're able to present those That's right. as evidence when you lodge a complaint <laughs> with the ombud. That's right. Um, portfolio of evidence is very important uh, to any ombud in terms of them having to help you. But equally important is for our listeners to be proactive in terms of actually fighting for what is rightfully theirs and making sure that uh, they try to seek justice on their own. And uh, these ombuds, they actually just work as uh, neutral bodies where they listen to the credibility of what is being submitted mm. and also uh, what is it that you are going to be submitting should be written. If you can send an email or even if it's a telephonic uh, conversation that has been recorded, it would be very much helpful in terms of them having to hear what then the other party is going to say because this is going to be hearsay, they said, this is what I have said. And if you cannot actually produce the evidence of what is it that you said, you may find that in most cases the outcome might not necessarily be in your favor. Mm. Yes, uh, Including recording when they don't respond to emails? Yes, certainly. Uh, you always have to follow up as per our conversation or I'm just following up on the promises that you said that you would actually get back to me within two weeks. Uh, it's already two weeks and I haven't mm. heard anything. Could you kindly just get back to me in terms of what is the status of my application? and uh, give them some few times, then follow up. Because when you take it to the ombuds, the ombuds will actually look at it from say, uh, from that point of saying, this is what you have done, this is what they're supposed to do, but they didn't do it. Then thirdly, you followed up, but they still never uh, actually got back to you. And as a result, the insurer should have actually been more proactive. But in some cases, you would find that people actually uh, want to um, claim on their uh, on their own a way that don't have insurance, but then the other party had insurance. This is like the third party insurance. Then they actually try to make you do the run around. And in most cases, in that case, you would need a lawyer. So people need to always be mindful of such um, uh, cases. All right. Lionel, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for raising um, this issue of insurance with us. We know it's such a big one. And I think most importantly, 
don't think you can get by without having some insurance covered. Certainly, it's always better uh, to err on the side of caution and make sure that uh, you are covered rather than take the risk especially as Lionel is saying, going into the December season. And always make sure that you're checking the, the fine print of those renewal policies from insurance company. All right, Lionel, that's where we leave it for this morning. Thank you. All right. Lionel Magogotela will be back with us again next week, Tuesday.